Hi, my name is Kyle Fox. I'm the director of IMX8 and IMX10 here at CES 2019. So what I want to show you guys is next generation automotive digital cockpits. So one of the biggest trends in automotive is we want to be able to build ergonomic vehicles uh, that are shaped and provide the type of information we're looking for. The OEMs that are building those cars want to be able to do that cost effectively. So if you look at this, our mock-up of our dashboard, this is an example of the type of information that a user is going to want to have. A cluster that is digital, it shows you your traditional miles per hour, how fast you're going, how much gas you have left, but also where you're going. You want to be able to keep your eyes on the road. You don't want to be looking down at the other screens. You also want to have a second screen that allows you to control either through voice or touch, or have one of the passengers do it, the controls within the vehicle. So the temperature, your radio, whatever you want to listen to. And the biggest trend is stretched infotainment. So rather than having to focus on a small uh, map that's in the center that takes your eyes off the vehicle, the driver's able to see where he's going. The passenger can look at this very large map on the right-hand side and be able to calculate the route that they want to go and which direction they need to uh, do the most efficiently. Now here's where the cost comes in. Traditionally, it would take one processor per screen for the OEM to be able to provide that kind of content. NXP has developed the IMX8 Quad Max um, application process that I have in my hand. This chip can drive all of these screens at once. It actually can do four screens, and our next generation will be able to do up to 15 screens. Everything in the car is going to go glass, and you need a lot of processing power with a very well automotive-specific design for the chip to be able to work with that amount of software to provide the type of information that customers going to need. It also includes safety capabilities. So you're inevitably going to have something go wrong with your car. If that cluster goes down, it's a recall. Our chip has been specifically designed that if it detects a failure in the cluster, it will fail over to an alternate display path that will put the information on the very next frame up on the screen so you as the driver do not see an impact at all. You still have control of the vehicle. You still see the information that you have to have to be able to drive safely. Lastly is these displays are an example of the next generation ways of putting uh, information into the cars. I mentioned at the beginning ergonomics. Well, it has a very big impact on the screens. Traditional screens are rectangles. It's very hard to ergonomically put a rectangle inside of a car. These are all OLED, high power, 50 watt backlight OLED screens that allow you to actually cut the screen into the shape you want. This is a curved uh, LCD uh, to be able to fit within the dashboard. This, as you can see, is a cutout T-shape, so you have more information here with the dials, and as it goes down the center stack, it gets narrower. This last one is curved to come around the edge of the car, and I want to point out these knobs that are operable to control your seat and your temperature of the car. These are actually punched through the LCD. There's actually holes that the knobs go straight into and attaches to this. Traditionally, all the LCD screen was wasted. You couldn't put any actual mechanical controls on it. So what does all this mean from next generation? What kind of leadership do we need uh, to have in our processors? We need lots of MIPS, but we have to be able to provide the amount of performance you need to do it in a way that is applicable to a car. These are not cell phones, they are not tablets. These are designed, they are safety oriented, and they're designed to safely get a user from one spot to the next. So then safety and security is a big deal in automotive, you know, the whole uh, connected cars, and now you're talking about the same concept for the 
the dashboard here. Absolutely. In fact, to that point, there's also different types of information you want to do, different type of operating systems. The Android operating system is the one that is running on this screen. That is where a lot of people will put the type of apps that they want to run. So you have your own apps, you have apps that the car manufacturer put in. You do not want those apps touching or messing with the cluster. If that goes down, okay. If this goes down because of an app you installed over here, then you have a problem. You have a recall. You have a safety problem. So we've designed our processor to be able to run multiple operating systems securely so they can't cross-contaminate each other. And if one of them crashes, if that system crashes, that will go down, but this will stay up. So an automotive-grade processor is one that combines high performance, safety, and the ability to run multiple types of software, multiple operating systems that the user wants without affecting the safety of the vehicle and its occupants. So I was listening to these forums that are talking about technology and humans. It turns out instead of forcing humans to adapt to technology, the other way is the way to go, adapt technology to the humans. It's human-centric. Adaptability of the, of the machines to what the human wants, because if you think about it, Ask yourself this question, what's the radio inside of your phone? Most people don't know, but if the radio stops working, they care about that. Same thing with autonomous driving. You want to make sure that the car can actually get from point A to point B safely. But from a user perspective, what you care about is the experience you have inside of your car. It's going to be unique for you. It's not going to be the same that I want. You may want to have large screens like this. Other people would see this as a distraction. They want to have a smaller screen with less information. It's a very personal choice. So we're combining personal choice with very safety-oriented features inside of a vehicle that we all use. And that is where the innovation needs to reside because it does take a lot of code to be able to make these screens produce the uh, stunning visuals that you see today. Who is the genius that came up with this integrated dial and LCD? I mean, this is really, I mean, this just uh, this makes total sense. I don't, why hasn't anyone else done it? Um, it's one of our suppliers that would re like to remain anonymous. They are a major supplier in the industry. These are actually unreleased uh, LCDs. They will probably hit the market in about three years inside of cars. It takes a while to be auto-qualified. But that's one of their secret sauces. And we expect to see this type of design in not only the high-end cars, but also the low-end. Uh, because as you get into more cost-conscious vehicles that are smaller, you need to be able to adapt the LCDs to what the car is going to look like rather than adapting the car to how big the square LCD is. And you need a processor that can actually accommodate that. Because if you think about it, this is a very wide screen that is very, very narrow. It takes a special processor to be able to drive pixels like this versus a standard rectangular 16 by 9 screen, and our processors can do that. Uh, John Woraniak, he's Vice President of SEMA, Vice President of Technology at SEMA. And he uh, coined the phrase iPod on four wheels way back in 2009. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's got a vehicle technology uh, uh, display at SEMA. You've heard of SEMA. Absolutely. Yeah, so then he recognizes uh, now the uh, metaphor. The car is no longer a car, it's really a, sort of a four-wheeled iPod. It's your second home on wheels. It actually, think about how much time you spend inside of a car. Some of us just have a very small commute if we're fortunate. Some of us are having two-hour commutes. So if you're two hours one way, two hours back, and think about the truck driving industry. People are on the road for eight, 16 hours. That is their home for the majority of their lives. 
So you're going to want to make sure that you can take that experience and make it comfortable, make it personalized for yourself, but also make sure it's safe. So that's how Apple, they made the, they, they were the, the watershed event for smartphones as Apple came on the scene and boom, KIS, let's keep it super simple and make it really easy for the user. Uh, uh, CNN journalist said Apple became a consumer experience company. So what you're doing here is you're making the, the smart car a totally consumer experience type of uh, deal. Consumer focused and completely accessible. That's what we designed IMXA to do. So what's your role in all this? You're in marketing, but you have a background in engineering? I have a background in engineering. I'm a computer science major from the University of Texas. Uh, I went into product marketing in 1999 and never looked back. I've been doing processor development for 20 years. Hook em horns. Hook em horns. <laughs> so then UT, I mean, that's a big name university. and We want them part of this, you know, we were talking about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. My alma mater, when I went through in 89 and 95, was number six in the world for computer science. My, one of my professors was Dijkstra himself. He was the inventor of the graph algorithm, one of the things that allows all these maps to work. Uh, brilliant individual. They have since increased their staff and it is an amazing university and they're coordinating with lots of other universities to be able to bring more power to the United States uh, computer science and computer engineering world. The state of Texas is backing uh, academia. If they, uh, a certain university makes an offer to a professor, the, U, the U, state of Texas will match it. I'm not familiar with what they will actually match, but certainly Texas is becoming a hotbed. Austin, Texas, we have a lot of different uh, high technology companies, uh, big, large names that have come in. They're sitting right next to the university. NXP has been uh, headquartered there now. Uh, for a couple of years, we originally were Freescale, and before that, Motorola. So we've been inside of Austin in a high-tech environment there for a very long time. AMD has got a location AMD. Austin. AMD is there. Intel, Google, Samsung, Apple, Qualcomm. Uh, it is a very, it's a who's who of the high-tech world. So I'm real impressed with the NXP booth. Went a lot here, so uh, see win-win here. That sounds good. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Yeah. This has been really informative for me as well.